Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now, to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $24.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Cancel the cable, cut costs, and get more. Call now, 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co host, Bruce McGowan, longtime radio sports personality. Today's show is going to be really fun because my good friend, Paul Kingsman, who was the bronze medal winner in the 1988 Seoul mm-hmm. Olympics for the country of New Zealand. Did I get that right, Paul? You did. You oh, I got that. One of my favorite places. I spent, I think I told Paul the last time he visited uh, with us that I was down there for a month in 1991. I had the time of my life. I went all everywhere yeah. and, and did as much as I could, you know, dr- uh, swimming, uh, hiking, uh, checking out the neat little towns. Great, yeah, yeah. great place. It's a beautiful country. Beautiful country. Yeah, it's like California without all the people. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> all a lot taller than the, on the Hobbit movies, too. We're yeah. Really <laughs> In fact, 1991, I think that was a year after right, the, 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 the World Games, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah so we'll talk about games, that, too, because yeah, uh, yeah. Paul's got uh, some interesting, very interesting yeah. stories about the actual uh, swim that you know that got him the bronze medal, and then a couple of years later, we'll talk about distractions and all that. I know it's always hard mm. to bring this up, Okay. He, he's pain. making a whole career out of it now. Bring so. back the pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at each uh, commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. And the first email with the correct answer is going to win a free vacation. And uh, that vacation is to the Lighthouse Resort and Marina, uh, located in uh, uh, a, a town called Isleton. Which is out in the, in the Delta, in the which Delta. is east, east of San Francisco, for Ex- those not familiar with the exactly. Bay Area. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And uh, their only request is a $100 cleaning fee to cover the housekeeping expenses. Other than that, it's a free vacation. Also, uh, if you go on to Sports Econ 101 and click on Paintball, we've got some tickets that are around the country that are over 80% off. Wow. Just click on Paintball and you'll uh, see all about it. I think my daughter would like that. Yeah. She's 11 years old, but she's, you know. Oh, kinda, she loves yeah, Paintball. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, let's see. Uh, when we come back, we're going to uh, reintroduce my good friend, Paul Kingsman. So don't touch that dial. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Invest in some fun this season with this deal from Paintball Tickets. With the largest network of paintball fields in North America, Paintball Tickets is committed to bringing you high-intensity fun for a fraction of the cost. With the purchase of your paintball tickets, you'll receive free admission and equipment rentals to some of the most played-at paintball parks nationwide. And by partnering up with like-minded, safety-conscious paintball fields in thriving markets across the nation, we've ensured there's always a field close to home. These tickets, which can be purchased in bulk, are designed to fit the needs of every skill level, from casual observers to weekend warriors. This adrenaline-inducing sport is perfect for birthday parties, corporate team building, or a casual outing with friends. Make the right choice for your wallet. Get in on the fastest-growing action sport with this deal from Paintball Tickets by going to sportsecon101.com and clicking on the Play Paintball button. Pedro Fernandez here. You might know me as the host of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but this time I'm here to talk about that four-letter word everybody dreads, pain. If you have back pain or knee pain like I do, hey, you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. I'm talking about if Medicare is your primary medical insurance, and guess what? You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. Anything to help me with the pain, hey, makes it more manageable, gets my attention, folks. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for your back, ankle, knee, or shoulder, guess what? Give the Health Alert Hotline a call toll-free, 1-800-428-1570. 1-800-428-1570. You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. 1-800-428-1570. The Health Alert Hotline, 1-800-428-1570. Looking to break away this spring? Visit the sun-soaked bayside town of Tiburon, located just minutes from San Francisco. The lodge at Tiburon is steps from the ferry docks and nestled among Tiburon's upscale boutiques, charming cafes, and unique galleries. Dine at the award-winning Tiburon Tavern, serving innovative dishes prepared with ingredients grown in our very own garden. Spring rates starting from $199 a night. Join us at the lodge at Tiburon and create long-lasting memories. For reservations, call 1-877-614-6068 or go to lodgeattiburon.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. And in the studio here is my good friend, Paul Kingsman. Hello. So, Paul, uh, we told the audience that you were the bronze medal winner in the Olympics. We just finished the Olympics, and I'm sure you can uh, relate to all the swimmers there. Yes, it was uh, fantastic watching them swim. They're a little bigger than when, uh, when I was swimming, but yeah, it was great seeing them. They did a great job. Yeah, there were so many great stories, too. I mean, the thing that impressed me most about the Rio Olympics, not only was the the uh, location, you know, just fabulous, but 
there was so much concern because of the crime, because of the economy, because of the pollution, because of the Zika virus. Yeah. And none of that stuff became a distraction, and it really didn't rear its ugly head. I think that they did a pretty good job. Yeah, I think they did a great job. I, I think the last couple of Olympic Games, people have been concerned before the actual event. Mm. Um, but then this one more, this time more than ever, I think people were, hey, something really lousy is going to happen. But once it gets going, it just takes over the place, yeah. and, and the athletes capture the imaginations, and, and away they go. Paul, i got to ask you about uh, this great story from the, uh, the refugee team. You know, Michael Phelps, from our standpoint here in America, that's a, a huge story because he won 29 golds through four Olympics. But this, <laughs> yeah. this refugee team, uh, there's never been a refugee team. T- uh, athletes from places like Syria and Belarus, and there's this swimmer, uh, Yasri Mardini, 18 years old, and I don't think she got a medal, but tell us the story about this woman because it's really incredible. Just a young gal, 18, trying to escape from war-torn Syria and get to Greece. How did this whole thing happen? So from what I understand, I've heard about it. She, uh, they, they were trying to get out of, uh, out of the war, and, and she was on a boat, and they were out in the Mediterranean, and they ran into issues, ran into problems, and involved losing their engine. And she was the one that uh, climbed in the water, um, harnessed up to the to the boat, and and ended up swimming and, and actually towing the towing the vessel. Wow! Which when you start with when you when you're trying to move a, a, an inordinate object through the water, it's tough. It is tough. Uh, and she's yeah. not a she didn't look like she was a huge huge gal at all. No, no. Um, but she had a mission there, and it's just I think it speaks to the Olympic Games just with the stories that come out of this, mm. especially the way the the world is is at the moment. Uh, you see some fantastic heroism take place. Well, I wanted to ask you again. Uh, we've talked about this before, but it's been a few years since you've been on the show, and I wanted you to uh, kind of repeat for the audience here about uh, you know what happened for you winning the, uh, uh, the the bronze medal. Sure. Yeah, so up until uh, 1988, no New Zealand male swimmer had ever won an Olympic medal. And and so obviously with the 1980 and 1984 boycotts, uh, we were very aware. The athletes were were all aware throughout the village. This is the first real Olympics for for 12 years. My event was a tournament meters backstroke. Um, we all know that that's the blue ribbon event of any Olympic games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do now. Yeah, yeah, you do now. There you go. You learn something all the time on these shows. And so uh, we had a race plan. The race plan was uh, was very simple: was to swim two minutes. Uh, this was for 200 meters, so four four laps of the pool. Um, they, they've changed the backstroke turns since, so the times have gotten a little faster. Um, I always throw that one up in, in defense now that I'm an old guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, yeah, the plan was uh, four laps in two minutes and no idea that having trained 13 years that would win a medal. Uh, that could come stone cold last. Uh, it could actually be in the medals. We, you know, there's just no guarantees when you get to this level. And how how fast can you do? What I guess would be 50 meters, right? The first. Right. How right. fast generally can you do that? So one? the plan for me in that race was to swim 28 seconds. Normally I was going, okay. you know, 26 highs, 27, 27 okay. seconds. Um, but yeah, went out first lap, turned in seventh place. Uh, and I use the video when I swim because it it, it makes a point that uh, at the end of the first lap of a four lap race. No one's handing out the awards. Yeah. Life, so, so life is not over. If you're yeah. out there listening and you've bumped into issues, life isn't over. Uh, you keep going, and, and uh, second lap I turn in fifth place. Uh, end of the third lap I was in fourth place. And I uh, saw that on the scoreboard. So when we come off the scoreboard, when we come off each lap, we can see the scoreboard once, uh, you know, once we hit each end, and you never yeah. look for the board. Uh, yeah. But I was in lane one and happened to glance up and saw I was in fourth. And 
uh, prayed that somebody would die, but that it was not going to be me. <laughs> uh, and came home and, uh, and and ended up winning a medal by four one hundredths of a second. Wow! And the when you went back and looked at the video a few times, yeah, uh, there, there was give us the reason what happened. So and I I didn't look at the video for some time after that. It didn't even occur to me. Um, but then even when I looked at the video several times, I I never looked at the guy who came fourth. Mm. Um, and then there was one morning when I was watching it that I, I saw, I noticed his third to last and, and last stroke, he actually looked mm. across at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his third to last stroke, he saw me, but on his last stroke, he looked again. And, uh, and, and that was easily four one-hundredths of a second. That's not a good idea, yeah. by the way. And it's interesting yeah. to note that Usain Bolt, when he won one of his events, I guess it was actually in a qualifying uh, run, I think it was at the 200 or 100 meter. He looked over at one of his buddies right. who was running right next to him, and the guy almost caught him. And you were saying, we just had this big smiley face. Right. You're not going to catch me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> You're not you, catching the fastest man. You got man. his level of class. You might yeah. be able to you, look you can over. Get away, you can get away you can get with it. How much of the swimming did you watch? What do you think of Michael Phelps, by the way? I mean, so, well, this guy's amazing. How old is he? He is. Uh, 33? Yeah, 33, yeah. I believe. Uh, yeah, he right. is amazing. I, I think to see how he's come back, though. I mean, obviously had a phenomenal Beijing, uh, nine, mm. nine Olympic gold medals. He goes down a little bit for London, doesn't perform as well as what people expected, but you see the metal of the guy coming back for yeah. these ones. Mm. Totally different outlook. You could tell he'd done the work. I mean, when you looked yeah. at him physically, mm. this guy was ready to swim. And you could tell from, uh, from that 100 fly when he had some distractions in front of his face, uh, he was ready to perform. So it was great to see somebody... Somebody really experienced life. They, they've done well. They've tripped up and they've come back. And uh, well, the shape you, the shape you're in right now, I'm sure you could take them. Uh, yeah, not not in the pool. We have to kind of put a light heart on it. I mean, Ryan Lochte, you know, 31 years old. He's probably. He's like a, a kid who's 18 in terms of maturity. That was the only black eye really in the whole Olympics, he claimed, yeah. along that he and I don't know if our listeners know this, but maybe they've heard this story. I'm sure they have. Yeah. That he and, what was it, two of his buddies were in a gas station yeah. and got yeah. robbed. And it turns out they had trashed the gas station or gotten in an argument and gotten knocked Something, some, yeah. broken some things and mm. filed a false police report. I mean, and then he... You know, quickly gets out of town before they can arrest yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of an embarrassment. Yeah, it was. It was a pity too because it, it drew a lot of people's attention yeah. away from the actual uh, away from the athletics. But you know, these guys are hyped up. They're they're done for their meet, and uh, you've just got to have a little bit of self control. And and so unfortunately, he let it slip. And um, I mean, these are big guys. You're going to think twice about you know threatening them or. It was just a pity they had to blow that he had to blow this thing up out of proportion. Yeah, but when you're in a foreign country, yep, the, and especially that kind of foreign yeah, country, you right. know, it's. I mean, it's not like you know, like Japan. Everyone's very polite, and it's you don't really look at it the same way. But but no. the Rio, I well, mean, Brazil. I mean, we hate to say it's a beautiful country. It's got great culture. There are a lot of very very intelligent, creative people there, but it is a third world country in the sense yeah. that there's a yeah. lot of problems there. Yeah. You play by the rules. Yeah. I mean, every athlete knows that when you're going into a foreign country, it doesn't matter how developed they are, you play by their rules and, yeah. and you respect them and uh, you just get in, get the job done, yeah. have a look around and get out and leave well, the place well, at peace. And in 1988, <laughs> when you were winning that, I was actually in Rio uh, and it was extremely dangerous because they were changing... Even in 88, that's 28 in 88, years oh, ago. Yeah. In yeah. fact, it may have been worse then because they were... 
their economy was so bad they were changing from the cruzero to the cruzado mm. and they literally had black market exchange tables even in the five-star hotels wow. right i mean it was just it was crazy and they had machine gun uh, police on like all these courts you know we get into the cab and immediately they, they, they hit the uh, button to, to lock us in and say, mm. quick, roll up your window. I go, right. we're in the parking lot yeah. in front of the hotel. Yeah. And they said that. It was just, uh, it was ridiculous. I, I, yeah. I, it's interesting you bring that. I knew a woman, I used to date a woman years and years ago, told me the same story. She had said she had to hire, she felt so paranoid that she hired a bodyguard to be with her the whole time. Mm. She was down there. Was this smart. is back in the 1990s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's smart. It looks like it's done a lot for the country, though, which is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Okay, so we're going to cut to our first commercial break here. We just have some miscellaneous trivia questions, all right? How many of Tim Tebow's, and well, you know, Tim, he's going to be trial for baseball, but this is a football question. How many of his seven wins with the 2011 Broncos were of the come from behind variety? Okay. All right, so that's our question. The uh, first email with the correct answer is going to win a free three day, two night stay at the Lighthouse Resort. Email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to that question How many of Tim Tebow's seven wins uh, with the 2011 Broncos? Uh, we're from the come from behind variety. Wow, 2011, that was five years ago. It's that hard to believe, play. isn't it? <laughs> it's it, is really. it, it sure it's is. It's a whole Olympic game. It <laughs> seems like last week. Where did the time go? It's so unfair. <laughs> well, it'd be fun to, to watch Tim play baseball. Yeah. All right, stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall and Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall and Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall and Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall and Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warren Tech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home. 
but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit, but you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Once again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan and our special guest, Paul Kingsman. Now, uh, first of all, let's answer the trivia question, okay? Uh, how many of Tim Tebow's seven wins with the 2011 Broncos were of the come-from-behind variety? Well, let's both try to answer that. I know Paul is a big Tim Tebow fan. I actually mm-hmm. liked – I loved watching him play. I mm-hmm. covered a, yeah. a couple of his games, but uh, – A five. It's got to be five. I'm going to say four, and I was at one of those games because I remember the Raiders had a, a small lead. This is back in 20. 20- a 10 or I guess it would well, be 2011 20, yeah and he made this amazing run it was like Steve Young oh, you yeah, know only yeah. a, a bigger stronger guy but the thing about Tim Tebow he's kind of a poor man Steve Young he didn't have his <laughs> you know all of his other abilities you know throw the ball I, I'm sure he's a very bright guy yeah. he had the accuracy yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. actually six. six six out of seven oh, were wow. from come from behind I must have missed yeah. that sixth one yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I can't figure out why this guy was just discarded I guess yeah. it had to do maybe with his extreme fundamentalist personality but who or you know philosophy but who but, cares if yeah. he can play football that's as long his as he's job not, that's yeah. his job yep. I mean he's not the kind of guy Jeez. that I, I would see would create division no, on a team, you know, or yeah. you know, you have to worry about him embarrassing your team, well, like you know, getting into to police problems and that's kind of. Here's the thing. deal, though, Edward. The NFL, I mean, they're very buttoned down. You know, I mean, they close ranks on certain people, and and uh, if yeah, but you, I mean, yeah. he's a decent guy, though. He is I mean, a decent you know, guy. Steve should, Young is a Mormon. He's a decent guy. I know, and, you but know. for all of our individuality that we mm-hmm. extol here in the United States, when somebody is a little different, sometimes we have a tendency to kind of. Keep them at arm's no, that, Yeah, it's that's not like true. he's gone to a gas station in Rio yeah. or anything. Like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so yeah. off the air, we were talking about yeah. you know how how much that cost Ryan Lochte, uh, Ryan Ryan Lochte Ryan, yeah, you know, yeah. in, in endorsements, you know, yeah. millions and all that. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, I was going to ask you, Paul. Uh, so after you win the bronze medal. Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that you came from New Zealand, mm. I mean, if this if it was United States, it would be kind of a who, uh, yep. you know, unfortunately, right? Uh, yep. But because it was New Zealand, uh, I mean, you must have they must have given you a ticker tape parade. Yeah, well, it was New Zealand's a small country, yeah. and we have this saying that you're world famous in New Zealand, meaning that <laughs> you know you got four million people and about a hundred million sheep to, to stand out from. It's, <laughs> it's not difficult. It's not difficult to do. <laughs> but um, yeah, so a couple of years later, I, I uh, had TV commercials going. And, and it was nice sort of having that, you know, that celebrity feel. My mum is still adjusting to the fact that people don't know me now, don't know who oh, I am. No. And she will often say, you know, he's Paul Kingsman. You know him. You must know him. You must know him. He's famous. <laughs> As I tell him, mum, if you have to tell people you're famous, yeah. you ain't famous. <laughs> so, so don't worry. Let's just move on. Okay. So remind us all again. This is, for me, I've heard the story a couple of times, and I love it every time. But for the audience who hasn't heard the story, you got to tell the story about uh, not having your ID 
Not having my ID yeah. in oh, the store. Oh, oh, in the, no. um, yeah, so I was in a sports store, yes, a clothing store. And uh, we had done a jockey campaign. Uh, they had taken eight athletes, uh, I think a couple of All Blacks, uh, a couple of our top rugby guys. Now, all, yeah, the um, All yeah, Blacks, for those that don't know, is the rugby, rugby team. Rugby yeah, team yeah. Greatest rugby yeah. players in the world. Yeah. yeah, and these are big guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, compared sure. to me, I'm just six foot. These are guys are six foot five, six, six. Uh, so anyway, we had done this jockey campaign, and jockey hadn't expected it to go so well, but it had just taken off. They had uh, jockey posters in all the menswear stores all throughout the country. And so it happened that several months later, I was actually uh, I was in a store. I bought a pair of shorts, and I didn't have a, a checkbook on me and didn't have my credit card with me. Uh, so anyway, um, sorry, I did, so I had a check, but I didn't have the credit card. So I wrote out the check, and she said, look, I'm not going to you know, take the check with, without any ID. That has a picture on it. That has it. a yeah. photo on it. Yeah, yeah, New Zealand licenses at that stage didn't have photos. So she really? wanted to, you know, really? so she wanted to see a uh, see a photo ID and and I kind of felt silly cuz what she didn't realize is right behind her was me in probably uh, <laughs> more identification that she wanted to, that she wanted to to You were think modeling about. the jockey. Get I underwear. had the jockey <laughs> right behind her. So I felt silly but I uh, I said, "Look, if you just turn around, that's me right on the wall um, behind, behind you. What was her expression uh, like after so that? So she looked back, and I think she was just keen to see me get out of the store. It was one of those it bordered on a little creepy, uh, yeah. and uh, so I made a quick exit. But I did take away what I what I needed to buy. Yeah. So yeah. it was funny. What a great story. Yeah, great story. I love that one. Yeah. Um, so also, okay, now unfortunately we we have to go to the uh, the sad part of the uh, of, of the next story. Oh. Nineteen ninety. Yeah, I know games. these. Yeah, the Commonwealth, Commonwealth Games. That's games, right, not yeah. the World Games, the Commonwealth yeah. Games. Yeah. Uh, tell us the story with what's the preparation. What's where going were on? the Commonwealth Games in 1990? They were in New Zealand. Yeah. Nice. In Auckland, so New Zealand, my you're, hometown. Your hometown. Hometown. Wow. People knew me. Uh, three TV commercials going at that time for a bank who were the major sponsor. Uh, it was one of those times where, for a brief seven minutes of my of fame, you know, anywhere I went, people knew me, and restaurants, the owners would come out, and I wouldn't have free to pay food. A thing, yeah, and it was great. <laughs> Uh, but I got distracted. The long and short of it, got distracted. And guess who um, distracted him? Never guess. Joe Montana. Joe, <laughs> well, actually, that's another story. <laughs> that's yeah. another, he still owes me okay. for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah okay. no, we yeah, actually had the uh, yeah we had, we had the Super Bowl game on that day. I swam my heat in the morning. Oh. Uh, swam my final at night, and I think it was uh, it was nineteen ninety. So was that the third or fourth? That was the, that was the fourth, fourth one. I was right. in New Orleans covering that right. yeah, for KNBR in San Francisco. That right. the 49ers won fifty five to ten right. over John Elway and the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. silly me, I saw every point of it. And I oh should have been God. resting. Yeah, I should yeah. have been sleeping. Yeah. I should have been resting for that evening. Well, that was it, the, that was the culmination of arguably the greatest 49er team of all time. Yeah. Right. That, that one game. And, and yeah. that's why I stayed watching it because yeah. I was at Cal. I was from the Bay Area, so I was oh, yeah. tracking that team. Sure. Uh, but instead of resting, I was uh, I was looking at these guys. And um, and if they had DVR back then, yeah, it would have been a whole different uh, story. Nothing like seeing it live. Well, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah well, I heard this great Bowl. commentator on the radio. Finally, now I know who it was. Yeah. I was listening to you. So you're partly. You're I doubt it. responsible for it. <laughs> yeah, it. that's right. You're that's right. We're, you're going to take some of that blame, Bruce. I don't think anybody was listening to our station. Not that we don't have a good station. KNBR is a great station, oh, yeah. but I think uh, they were listening to uh, KGO, where yeah, I later worked, which was carrying the game. Well, were, and trust uh, me, yeah. we weren't getting it down in yeah. New Zealand, although yeah. we should have been listening yeah. to. Yeah. Um, but no, I went back to, uh, went back to the pool that night, and I knew I just knew uh, 
uh, I knew it wasn't there, mm. uh, which was which was tough. Um, home crowd uh, swam second, uh, should have won, and it was one of those cases where the reality is, if you're expected to win and you come second, you lose. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Um, and so that was that was a tough one, you know, tough one to take. Uh, the Canadian who won still hadn't uh, come near my Commonwealth record, uh, but he just was he just had it on the night. Uh, and then the guy, believe it or not, about a year and a half ago, comes out to me on Facebook oh, really? and says, "Hey, how are you?" Not realizing that that wound is still very fresh <laughs> oh, yeah. from 1990. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he's a, he's a great guy. He lives in Florida now, so uh, it was a tough one to take. And, and what wasn't there some like little, little kid and his mother? Yeah, yeah. So when when we were actually walking into the pool that night, they knew where the athletes were getting off, and uh, you, you, we couldn't hide from anyone. And so a little kid came up, and, and um, he, his mum said, hey, we just had these, you know, we could only buy three tickets, and we came to see you win, and, and when you've won your gold medal, we're, we're down the far end of the pool, I think, and we'd love to have a picture of you and your gold medal. And, <laughs> yeah, they kept uh, emphasizing gold. So, and that was yeah. the assumption. The yeah. assumption was you're going to win. And and as I said, when you don't, you know it's as good as it's as good as losing. So well, it, it like, okay, while. so Michael Phelps didn't yep. he not win a gold medal? Well, I'm sure he was in a few races, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. yeah well, it, it, actually, it's interesting because I had somebody. I, I speak to corporate groups now, and I had somebody say at the end of the Q and A session, "Well, you know, Michael Phelps is all gold medals. Why should we be so enamored with your, you know, with your yeah. bronze medal?" Whoa. And he sort of said it tongue in cheek, and there was yeah. a little. The, the audience were a little uneasy. And I said, "Look, how many bronze medals has Michael Phelps won?" He said, "None." I said, "That's <laughs> the point. Far <laughs> easier to win twenty three gold medals than one bronze medal." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I sort of had a, had a different had a different perspective at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I like but that. Yeah, he's I, like that. Uh, I mean talented athlete, and, and you yeah. got to give him credit. The guy came back from a from a down from a from a not a great London Olympics. Yeah. but but uh, I can't remember which one it was, but uh, it was a guy from the Philippines, wasn't it? Yes, who who won Singapore. Who, who, or Singapore? I yeah. mean, who yeah. who beat him? Mm. Um, you know, and so but the thing is, I mean, he's, he's won so many gold medals that I guess it's like yeah, no big. I mean, it's yeah. not that big a deal. Yep, and the camaraderie mm. between the two. I mean, seeing that photo on oh. Facebook where he had a photo of this kid eight years ago before the Olympics. Oh, so yeah, Phelps was right. there with his arm around him, and and little. I mean, it's amazing to think little did would Phelps have known at the time. I'm I'm talking and encouraging the very person. Mm. Who's gonna Who's gonna win the gold medal wow. when I win the silver? Wow. But Phelps is just a phenomenal person like that, and yeah. and you can see he cares and just so genuine. Do you, Do you know him personally? No, I don't. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, i got to get in a, a plug for the women's swimmers and also the yeah. women's Olympic team. I mean, the U.S. track and field women's team was just phenomenal. Allison Felix and all her teammates. And, but this Katie Ledecky, yeah. uh, now, now she hasn't come out of nowhere. She's been around for a while. But, man, I think four golds and a, and a, and a bronze or a silver or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So brilliant performances yeah. and such a humble, humble lady. Down to, down to earth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And these women are tough. I mean, when, when they're in the pool, it is life and death. Yeah. And yet when you see them at the end of the race, it's like there's a perspective that these people, that these young people have got on sport right now. That's just just fantastic to see. But she's, yeah. a, she's an amazing young lady. Four years' time in, uh, in Tokyo. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see how, they, yeah. how they're doing. How, how much different? I mean, I know with the men being taller, that, that's mm-hmm. an advantage. And having bigger feet right. is going to be an advantage too. Because yeah. I know Paul's teased about how his son has pretty 
large yeah, feet size compared 15 to 15 feet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what are yours? Jeez. Yeah, mine it's is like size. Flipper, huh? Yeah, yeah. They are. I would have killed for those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he's like six two, six three, and I think, oh man. But is he not swimming. into swimming? No, no he's not. No, yeah. he's uh, he's actually at an internship in Facebook right now, and I can tell you now there's a lot more money in IT in the Bay Area than there is in swimming. <laughs> so I say go for it. He's my 401k out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right. Just remember, dear old dad. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna go to our second trivia question here. This one actually happens to be an Olympic question. Now I came up with this one before this Olympics. So I, I got to say, I don't know if it's true as of today. So we'll backtrack, let's say a year. All right. Which country has competed in the most summer Olympics, 20 of them, without winning a gold medal? Ooh. Ooh. So 20 of them. Now you're talking about what, 80 years, right? Yeah. Okay. No, I yeah. thought the first Olympics was in 90, but actually we, we missed two in the war. Because of the war. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So uh, again, here's your question. Which country has competed in the most summer Olympics, 20 of them, without winning a gold medal? And again, this is pre-2016. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We're having a lot of fun. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The Camellia Inn in Healdsburg is a blend of vintage charm and modern luxury amenities. The Camellia Inn is a peaceful place for your next visit to California's wine country. Set in the quiet charm of Healdsburg, our bed and breakfast features rooms that are beautifully appointed to make your stay comfortable and welcoming. Enjoy the villa-style swimming pool after hiking or wine tasting, and then enjoy the spa at the Camellia Inn that was created to enhance your memorable experience of luxurious relaxation and retreat to high-quality mattresses, and luxurious linens for a good night's sleep, and when you awake, a sumptuous, in-prepared breakfast awaits you. Call the Camellia Inn at 707-433-8182 or visit CamelliaInn.com. That's C-A-M-E-L-L-I-A-N.com. Again, 707-433-8182. How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best-kept secrets in investing. At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like, because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this. So call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at pacificmoneyfund.com. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. 
If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan and our special guest, Paul Kingsman. Who is Paul Kingsman? Well, he was a bronze medal winner in swimming, backstroke, 1988, Seoul Olympics. I'm your uh, pitch man for you there, and my from friend. from one of my favorite countries, New Zealand, as I was telling Paul, I spent three weeks down there back in 91, and it just had a time of my life. And the people were wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Very nice. I mean, I met a guy body surfing, and he takes me home with his, got his wife and kids there making a big dinner, and... You know, where are you going? Oh, he gives me all these, you know, ideas of places to go. Just, you know, really see sweet, the glow worms. You got to see the glow worms. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. My, 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 my son did a uh, study abroad program. He did yeah. a whole semester. He loves it there and he yeah. wanted to go back. Yeah, it's a beautiful country. Yeah, it is. Okay, so here was our second trivia question. Which country has competed in the most Summer Olympics, again, prior to, ni- to 2016, uh, 20 of them, without winning a gold medal? I'm going to take a stab at that, Paul. I'm going to say, the without this, uh, leaving aside 2016, I'm going to yeah. say Singapore. You're, okay. You're very close. I'm going to say Thailand? No. Well, yeah, you, you guys are kind of, I mean. Southeast well, Asia. I, I, the Philippines. The Philippines. The Philippines. Oh, wow. We yeah. were close. Yeah, 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 very close. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I love the, the uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes. You started, <laughs> you go, hmm. Yeah. It's got to be a country that's been around for a while. Yeah. It's got to be maybe a third world type of country. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like, gosh, you're just, to start with a P. Yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> Can you imagine, by the way, having a, an Olympics in the Philippines with all the problems they've been having lately? Oh, yeah. Holy yeah. moly. Well, that's, that's, that's I mean, I don't know how they figure out. You know, for a country that doesn't have, like, didn't Beijing, I mean, didn't they, they had to, like, build a whole... Oh, yeah. They did, but I was over in Beijing the year before they had the Olympics, and it was interesting talking to the communities around the area, because the government pretty much said to many of the people around there, you need to move. Wow. And, yeah. and when people said, yeah, we'll think about it, they're like, no, no, we've got the Olympics coming in, you are moving. You're out so of it's pretty, Yeah, I mean, these are some of the good things you can do when it's, you know, it's a police state, you can yeah. do whatever you want to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm excited for Tokyo. I, I think yeah. uh, 2024 was the last time in Tokyo. That's right. yeah. yeah, yeah. I think 2020, July uh, 25th. I'm old enough to remember 64, and yeah. I can tell you, <laughs> when you're 12 years old, and television wasn't in it, it was certainly not in its infancy, but it was really exciting because a lot of that stuff was, yeah. you know, it was taped, but yeah. it was, you know, the first time I'd ever seen any of that. Yeah. Because I, mean, I, I didn't watch the Rome. I was too young to remember yeah. that. Yeah. I was eight years old. So tell you about the, yeah. 20, the 1964 mm. pool, though. I, I wasn't yeah. alive at that point, but <laughs> it still remains the best pool I've ever swum in. It's all marble. Oh. And the, the, this was a Tokyo pool. Yeah. It's still the original pool from the 64 Olympics. Oh. It's all marble, three deck, 12,000 seater. And in the winter, they would they've got the capability to freeze it and have rock concerts on it. Wow! I mean, these guys were just ahead of their time. So, twenty twenty, it's going to be fascinating to see what they what they do. Yeah, I, I, I ask you though, yeah. you know, and we've talked about this that we're on on Sports Econ one hundred and one. 
a swimmer more than any other sport. I mean, runners and all these people that play team sports have to be focused, have to be concentrated on what they're doing, have to be doing it day after day after day. But swimming and looking down at the bottom of the pool for hours on end, I mean, how do you ke- how do you keep your mind from going crazy? Well, we all partially are. It's a secret we don't tell anybody. Um, it's it's focus. It's one of the one of the unique things with swimming is that by the very nature of what it is, we're dealing with resistance from point one. So all the water, of the, or the water, okay, there you go. the water, yeah. <laughs> all of the thinking then goes into minimizing the obstacle that's immediately around us. Yeah. Do you keep like a third of your body in the in the at all times? Is is that at least? Basic? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much if you if you're doing it properly. But it is rhythm. It is. There's a lot of rhythm in swimming. Um, if you're doing it properly, you're you're. If you freestyle a backstroke, two thirds are going to be on your side. When you see these shots underwater, you can see the the folk that the the, the Streamline the attention to detail that, that goes into every little mm. bit of swimming. That's why the world records are going to keep continuing to, to fall. If I remember correctly, years ago you told me that at, when you get to that level, mm. almost everybody is about the same physically. It's the yeah. mental part that really makes the difference. It is the mental part that, that makes a difference. Physically, physically, most people have done the same amount of work, but then it comes into that conviction of knowing, hey, I can just tell my body to keep going, and it's going to respond. Yeah, because it's like, you know, the first... 50 meters is you know not a big that's just that's right. a little warm up but if i remember correctly what you've said before uh, yeah. between 150 to 200 that's where the pain comes that's in. where the pain comes <laughs> in that's, and that's why you've got to admire somebody like phelps who's swimming multiple yeah. events who's not getting to bed until sometimes one in the morning getting up doing it again against the best in the world you've got to remember yeah. his competitors are the best in the world yeah and he makes it just look like a club meet and, and was the backstroke your only stroke? Just the backstroke, yeah, and mainly the, mainly the 200 meters backstroke. So in backstroke, you've got to be very disciplined to to not look around. You've got to be you cannot be tempted to move your head. Yeah. Uh, I used to do I used to train sometimes with a cup of water on my head, um, just to make sure wow. that head stays absolutely. Yeah, because that that'll just be more resistance by by That's moving right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's got to stay nice and straight. I don't think people realize what a great conditioner this is and how healthy it is yeah. for your body. Now I body surf. And up to now, we're in what uh, to late August. I've been out eighty-four times, which is a lot. I have to admit, uh, you know, considering I am not working full time, it actually is a good thing. Uh, it keeps you, it keeps you focused. It keeps you healthy. Uh, you come out of the water, you feel great. You're in the ocean, but it's a lot easier to body surf than it is to swim laps because most of the time you're just floating out there and you know kind of gliding along. Well, you're not right. competing against no, anybody. No, no, you're right. not competing. That's but right. the thing, what, I'm, what my point is, when you're in that. That element of mm. water, it's mm. its not only uh, comforting and relaxing, but it's natural. Because mm. think about it. 70% yeah. of us is water. Mm. 70% of the world is water. So that's we're right. kind of, And you come out of a womb that was full of yeah, water. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. And it's, the, it's actually the only sport where you can't breathe at will. So the mental, subconscious, and self-control conditioning that goes on yeah. is phenomenal. Because you simply can't breathe under the water. So the training that it takes subconsciously that we're not even aware of... Mm. Uh, it's just an amazing conditioning. That See, takes I always wonder that because it's funny every time I'm in a pool and I, I do. It's funny. I, I'm I'm not a good. I'm not I'm not a very good swimmer. But I feel like backstroke is. If I were to be a swimmer, that would be my my thing, right? Probably because I like to be lying on my back rather than on my stomach. You wouldn't want to swim back. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You know, I'm sure the shoulders after I did a long time would kill me. But um, I always want, you know, after going for about eight feet, suddenly I can't breathe anymore, you know, and obviously I don't have any training. So how how do you 
how do you how do you do your breathing so right. that you you know because yeah, you don't question. wear you don't wear nose plugs or ear plugs or anything. No, you don't yeah. wear nose plugs. And what a lot of people probably don't realize is that in backstroke, one of the toughest things about it is that you because your face isn't in the water, it mm. gets hot. Mm. And as a backstroker, you actually get very very hot more so than the freestyle or butterfly oh, breaststroke does. So you've got to really be conditioned to keep that head very, very still. You've got to be aware of where you are in the pool the whole time. So the the discipline, the avoiding looking around, people think, gosh, it must be great swimming backstroke. You can take a look around. <laughs> it makes it harder because you've got to keep that head yeah, so straight. Yeah. I mean, Paul was mentioning about the breathing. I just flashed on something. One of the things when you when you body surf, if you're out on a fairly big day, and I'm 64 now, I don't go out on big days anymore because anything over 10 feet and it's like, uh, no, can't handle it. 10 feet <laughs> 10 is big feet? enough. That's yeah. well, if it's a soft a if it's a soft <laughs> wave there's a, a different kind of waves you know that some that close out and ones that break nice and gently and those are not that difficult but you got to time yourself to get through yeah. and mm. underneath through the what's called the impact zone of all that white water mm. yeah. and so you learn to relax and hold your breath and come up to get maybe one or two uh, you know swigs of air and go back down again right and it's I'm sure it's the same subconscious thing that you're talking about in the pool isn't it it is and one of the things yeah. you just mentioned is counterintuitive and you and you hit yeah. said it exactly right it's relaxing when you're holding your breath and instinctively whenever we hold our breath our body it's immediately tenses. locks yeah. up we, we're not that, yeah. that's how we respond that's how we survive and so the issue is battling the relaxing through holding your breath so you really got to get a mental mindset around hey what am i doing when i'm in the water when i'm under the water and just let yourself relax because the moment you tense up you're going to suck up oxygen now I, i'm going to take a guess only because not being a swimmer but mm. trying to do this stroke i would think that between all the swimmers who do all the events that the butterfly is the one that everyone respects the most because it seems the hardest. Is that it, not true? It seems the hardest. Butterfly swimmers will lie though and they'll tell you that it's the hardest yeah. when they know themselves it's, it's backstroke. It, is, it was interesting hearing some commentary these Olympics and uh, Rowdy Gaines explained it very, very well. It technically is one of the more difficult ones but he said once you're in that rhythm and when you look at Phelps, Phelps knows exactly. It's 22 strokes to the end of the wall. He can do it blindfolded. Yeah. Once you get into that rhythm, it's actually a beautiful stroke to, to do. Gotcha. But because there's so much rhythm involved, it's the most difficult to get into that rhythm. Okay. So when you see somebody do it uh, so well, they make it look easy. But it's just it's rhythm. And it's, it is a tough one to do. As soon as you start missing a beat in that rhythm, it's all downhill. There's no middle ground in butterfly. It's either everything's flowing or it's a grind. Almost sounds like music, you know. It's, exactly. It's the same thing, uh, you know, a, a, a great jazz saxophonist or a conductor or somebody who's, you know, playing rock and roll music. It's all about yep. rhythm and timing. Yeah. So yeah. good point with that. We used to have a learn to swim school back in New Zealand, and often I'd get parents say, gosh, my kid is exceptional at swimming, and now, the, now he wants to go and play an instrument. I can't figure this out. And I would say to the parent, it makes total sense. It's rhythm. The kid's got timing. And, huh. and that's what's excelling him at the pool, and that's why he's loving the violin, or that's why he's loving the, the guitar. There's rhythm huh. involved. And so when you're swimming, it's beautiful to actually just listen, and you just hear that, that cadence. So I know, yeah. for instance, when, you, when I'm getting tired, as, as the top swimmers can do, it's not so much focusing on the actual arms. It's just the cadence. So you will say, oh, gotcha. up the yeah. tempo, up the tempo, don't drop the tempo, don't drop yeah. the tempo. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of rhythm, uh, a lot of rhythm involved. Wow. With I mean, I just remember, you know, I'm just thinking mentally now, watching the, the the swimmers do the backstroke, and it's almost like they're 
their their shoulders are not really connected per se. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> like by the time toys. they get to be in their forties, it probably aren't connected. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But that's why we always had fun at the parties because we could dance because we all all the swimmers have that uh, have that rhythm. So they're always oh, keen to get dancing funny. early and get going. That's funny, but yeah, there's just a, a rhythm that's involved in it. Yeah, because I was wondering, uh, you know, back to the breathing part. How do you do your backstroke? You have to do it in such a way that you don't splash. That's right. Well, yeah. Right, not or? only um, it doesn't matter so much if you splash, but you got to get the rhythm. Uh, the breathing down and everybody thinks well you head down the water you just breathe when you want to you actually can't do it like that it's got to be timed and so you're breathing out when you hit in uh, in when you're down at the end of the stroke otherwise you're going to take on a lot of yeah a lot of water yeah Um, so you you just you learn as you go to to just lock lock off your nose and and just coming out of your mouth and it's just Why don't all, you all use a snorkel like everyone else? <laughs> yeah, no, I wish, yeah, I, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> now, would they allow you to use nose plugs? Or, or you, can, it, you can use them if you but, want to, but that's where you look at the swimmers today. You've you got to admire the guys going under the water and how far they actually go under. Um, if you have yeah. a proficient kick, the first 15 to 20 meters underwater is actually faster than freestyle if you're, if you're proficient with your kick. And so they've really mastered that, and that's when the world uh, swimming body came along and said, hey, 15 meters, that's it. You've got to get up because you're going to change the event if you just stay underwater on your on your back. Oh. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a lot of streamlining goes into it. When I was at the Cal program at Berkeley, we did a lot of video work underwater. Again, it's coming back to resistance. Cut, yeah. Reduce the drag. So, so wait, on so. the backstroke... I usually are not underwater. Just off the off the uh, off the guppy. Okay, yeah. they, they yeah, must have the changed. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's the thing because you don't do flips in backstroke. So you used to have to touch the wall in the yeah. old ages, okay. on the old, years, years, <laughs> years ago. We used to have to touch the wall when it was really tough. Um, now you don't have to touch. You can tumble turn, and and so you don't have to touch. So because there's no hitting the wall, it's sped up. It dropped the world record by. Uh, overnight, by about uh, 0.7 of a second per turn. But you, but but when you, when you turn, you have to kick you something. You've got to hit it with your feet. Okay, yeah, there you, you go. You just yeah. don't have to touch it with okay. your hand. Do we have time for one more question, Paul, or can we, can we um, do it at the end? We'll do, we'll do it when we come okay, back. Great. Okay, great. Yeah. So here's our third and final trivia question. Again, it's just miscellaneous trivia. What sport does the phrase winning hands down come from, and what does it mean? Okay. The uh, first email with the correct answer wins that free three-day, two-night stay at the Lighthouse Resort. Email edward at sportsecon101.com. Answer to that question, what sport does the phrase winning hands down come from, and what does it mean? Don't touch that dial. We're going to have some closing comments on Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client 
it immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no-obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical, and some may not qualify. The consultation is free, and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have 5000 10000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan and our special guest, Paul Kingsman. Last trivia question. What sport does the phrase winning hands down come from, and what does it mean? It's got to be poker, yeah, right? I go with poker. Actually, no. It comes from horse racing, and it has to do with a jockey who won a race without whipping his horse or pulling back the reins. So the hands were down. Really? The hands were wow. down. That is so cool. Okay, now, choice. We, we, yeah. <laughs> we, we only have very short time, yeah. so you want to ask well, Paul. Well, I just wanted to ask question. Paul about endorsements because it's become such a big deal in swimming. Michael Phelps has made a ton of money. How important is it? Brian Lochte blew his chance to make money. I, it's an important when these swimmers want to keep training full-time. They've got to have the, the companies behind them that are allowing them to live, that are allowing, that they're covering their bills, they're, they're, they're covering all these expenses that usually parents have to, have to cover. In my day, you know, mum and dad were doing, doing all of it. That's um, got to be pretty expensive. To it's very expensive. Yeah, absolutely. And I was buy a fortunate. pool for you and everything. You yeah, know? I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> buy, you know, yeah. But to buy, you know, to get a car and, and you're, you're traveling, you're competing. You're, these yeah. hotel bills 
They, you don't have to wear have. a lot of equipment. That's one nice thing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, and it's portable. It's very easy to carry around uh, yeah. with us. And it's like Christian playing the drums. Uh, you know, I, I try, try traveling with all the drums. I said, take up the harmonica. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I often yeah. think. Put it in your, in your front pocket. Exactly. Yeah, what do you do if you're a pole vaulter or a high jumper? It's, it's, <laughs> it's not easy. Well, I guess um, they, do they like pool cues? Do they unscrew? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they probably do. Yeah. No, all you have to do is uh, go around with a Speedo and a pair of goggles. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think with the swimmers that we've got now with the Cal of these people like uh, Katie Ledecky, like you said, and Michael Phelps, um, these people can walk and talk out of the pool too, which is great, and it's a credit to them. And hopefully the younger swimmers are looking at them, realizing, hey, if they want the, the money from the sponsorship deals, they're not just going to be talking about medals. They're going to have to be approachable. They're going to have to be cogent when they're talking with people and, and, and do a good That's deal it. from an all-round perspective. Well, we got we got to cut out, guys. Paul? Thank Always you. good to have Great you on. Great pleasure. Thank really you. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. You, man. Here's our thoughts for the day. Gentlemen, it is better to have died a small boy than to fumble the football, said John Heisman. I think there's a trophy named after him. And it isn't necessary to it isn't necessary to see a good tackle. You can hear it, said Newt Rockney. That is true. All right. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and giving away more free vacations for answering sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. Good night. So long.